Blog Talk Radio. topic for today is going to be jobs and uh, it's a big topic I think because uh, mainly it plays a big role in just about everybody's lives um, and especially right now in mine because uh, I'm it's looking like I'm not going to have a job here pretty soon the business that I've been working at for six years now actually more more than six years is uh, looking like it's gonna it's gonna tank. It's probably gonna fail. Um, by probably, I'm like ninety seven point five percent sure. There's a chance there's something gonna come out of it, maybe, but that's the little tiny little bit left. Um, and really, it, it's um, it's been quite a learning experience. Uh, to see a business and to see what kind of choices can be made in a business and uh, what can bring it down um, and what can keep it going. And to be honest, I'm surprised it went on as long as it did because that's the uh, once once we actually the rest of the employees or the um, not just the employees but the rest of the board. Uh, I'm actually a member of the board of directors. Um, once the rest of us were kind of caught wind of what financially was going on uh it was it was really kind of a shocker to me that it was still even going at all in the first place because at the point we're at um it's it's this weird situation where <clears throat> imagine you work somewhere and you have plenty of work to do but it doesn't matter <laughs> that's the part that got me is well, we've got this, we've got that, we've got to do, we've got to get this person's job done, we've got to do this job, that job, we can get money from these jobs. And they're like, all of that together doesn't fix the problem. That's how in the whole, technically, we uh, we are. 
um, I should say we. It wasn't my decision that got us in the hole. It was uh, other people's decisions that got us there. And um, I honestly think if uh, more of us were privy to the books and were able to advise, look, do, should we buy this, uh, I don't know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars this thing, or should we save this money till who knows when? I think even back then we would have went, yeah, I mean, we are operating just fine without this fifty, sixty thousand dollars whatever. So let's just not get it. Well, what about the potential? Yeah, I see the potential, what you're saying, but there's there's no guarantee we're going that route. Again, I, I'm trying not to divulge too much information about specifics, who, why, what, um, because this is, you know, it is a little bit personal, but... Um, so I'm actually on the hunt for a job, which I can probably find another job. It's uh, it's not exactly a dead economy right now. Um, I know a lot of people think it is, although I ever since I moved to Ohio, uh, the second I got here, um, I found a job. And within that first month, I've moved from that job to uh, three other jobs until I landed the one I'm at right now that is now going in the in the tank. Um, so I know there's jobs. It's not the end of the world. There's something I'll be able to find to do. I just really was bummed that um, this particular place, because uh, the potential it had. Uh, for those who already, or for those who don't know, what I did was make pretty much granite countertops, um, coarse countertops, any kind of, not laminate, but, you know, stone countertops. Um but I saw this business go from just countertops to, um, you know, one of the problems that a countertop company runs into is um, the cabinets that you're putting the countertops on. A lot of people don't know how to install cabinets, right? Um, and I'm not saying that I've always known how to install cabinets, right? I am saying oh, we saw another way to do it, did it, and found out it was way easier, faster, and better. And um, I can't explain really how that was, but I will say it this way. Um, if other cabinet installers knew the way that we did it, like I mean all of the other cabinet installers like in America, there would no longer be another way to install cabinets because this is so foolproof. And so, I mean, we've proven it to ourselves time and time again that uh, this is just how you do it. Because you get the countertop at the same time you get your cabinets, whereas most people, you put your cabinets in and then you call another company to come out and measure the cabinets and blah, 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 and you wait and you wait and you wait. And we, we completely got rid of that. So that's really what sucks about it is that potential that I knew was there and uh, we just had a really bad year, so bad that uh, one particular job was the nail in the coffin it was a cabinet installation job cabinet and countertop and it just so happened that the cabinet supplier this is this is pretty much how it went down the cabinet supplier changed their rules for us on buying cabinets what it used to be was you could order the cabinets they'd send them to you and you pay your bill later either pay a little bit at a time or you pay whatever like a bill you know um 
Then they changed it, and we didn't get any notification. And they said, oh, no, you have to pay 100% of the cost up front now. We changed it. We don't give credit out to anybody. <clears throat> Nobody has a tab anymore. Well, we had already taken the customer's money who ordered these cabinets, um, and we had already spent that money on other stuff. Banking on the fact that, well, we'll just pay for these after, you know, later. We'll pay for them later because we'll have more jobs coming, which we do. But because we had to shell out so much all at once, it was uh, no point of no return. If we didn't get a massive influx of jobs after that one job, there was no coming back. And that's exactly what happened. We have jobs, but we don't have um, internal jobs. Anyways. I digress. Uh, somebody is <clears throat> holding here. I'm going to bring him on here. Who are we speaking with? Hey, good evening, Bo. It's Shin. Hey, Shin. What's up? Uh, everything, really. Uh, it's a great day in America. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Uh, well, uh, <clears throat> it, it seems like jobs are actually coming back, or at least that's what the fake news is telling us. Uh, yeah, on a side I note, I, that, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry for uh, your your potential loss. That's about to occur. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. I mean, it was a fun place to work. My favorite job I've ever had. Um, like I said, it was other people's decisions that just. Oh, I hope this. I hope that, and uh, maybe it'll work out for the best. And then it didn't. <laughs> so. Well, like I said, if I could have helped found, to make some of these choices, I don't think it would have gone down this way. Because I'm a little bit more conservative with money than uh, other people. And not to bash the guy that's responsible for this, but he is a Christian. And he's the type of Christian who has a little bit too much faith in prayer. <clears throat> to the point where right. I could I could see the person going... Oh, this is dangerous. I'll just pray on it. It'll all work out. I'll just, and then keep telling yourself that. It'll all work out. It'll work out because I pray on it. I know this because the same guy, um, like, let's see here. When uh, I, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, my wife and I had a miscarriage in between uh, my son and my daughter. And uh, this same guy, uh, I remember when it was happening, he was all, we're praying for you, we're praying for you. And, uh, you know, obviously it didn't do anything. So the miscarriage happened, and, and my wife was just really distraught over it, as, as she should be, uh, as anyone would be. And um, then later, right, um, when, we're, when she was pregnant with uh, my daughter, uh, some complications arose, but it worked out. He did the same thing, saying, well, we're praying for you, we're praying for you, blah, blah, and it worked out, and he was like, see? I'm like, really, dude? Really? You're going to say, see? When, okay, you, you prayed when her mom had cancer. She died. You prayed with the, the middle child there that uh, didn't make it. They died. And now you say see as if it fucking works. <laughs> and then now you die. And it, right, yeah. And then, then yeah. <laughs> now the business is dead. Just, I, I feel like going see. 
fucking, <laughs> I'm not saying forsake your God. I'm just saying fucking what the hell, dude? Stop with the super faith. Well, the way you I don't understand sound, people that yeah, want can God to be involved with everything. every little thing in your life. Uh-oh, you've been drinking. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, are <laughs> uh, we going to start talking about uh, the finger of God now? Yes, let's talk about the finger of God. Uh, no, no, what, what I want to say to you, Bo, is uh, you make it sound like you've you've really got your head in the game when it comes to uh, everything granite. Uh, countertops and uh, and and tile and not tile but um, cabinetry. That's what I meant. So. Oh yeah. Oh, 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 what I don't understand is why you haven't uh, trolled around with the idea of um, you know saying fuck anarchy. I'm going to try free market capitalism and start your own business. Well, anarchism doesn't mean you can't have free market capitalism. Oh, <clears throat> it just means that, that nobody can incorporate. No, uh, <laughs> I say that all the time. It's as a joke. I don't want to burn everything. I just want to burn government things. That's wow. all. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. But, I mean, I'm thinking. I mean, so this 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 uh, raw material manufacturer, this uh, construction person that says that you have to pay everything up front. That's just opening up the opportunity for another business down the road to have a net thirty or a net ninety program, and have better prices in this fucking place. And uh, because people are, right. are still looking for companies that can supply them so they can get the job done in order for them to get paid to pay back the company. So yeah. uh, I think well, the trick is uh, you just got to find them. The, the, obviously, the trick with any starting any business is having initial capital, right? I can't just well, go get well, a loan. I don't even fucking have credit at all. And that's due to well, my own not, stupid mistakes when I was young. But uh, And I don't mean I have bad credit. I mean I, ha- I literally have none. It's been so long since I've had any kind of anything to do with credit that it looks like there is none. So last time I checked, a bank said, yeah, you, you don't have any credit history. And I'm like, I've had loans. And they're like, was it over seven years ago? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it was. So they're like, yeah, you, uh, you don't have a credit history now. Well, that's that's how like most uh, startups do. They'll uh... – They'll sell half the job, which you pay for the raw materials, and then the other half of the job is paid for, you know, on delivery, and that that's basically your profit or you know the money you live on, which would be very little until you find your next job, <laughs> and then you keep repeating right. the process for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden you're a millionaire. Yeah, that's how my dad. I should really take my own uh, advice. Auto body. That's how my dad runs I his really auto take body. My own advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's yeah no you're right that's basically how most most businesses function. Um, ours in particular was actually uh, we got 100 percent before we even cut anything. Okay. And the reason for that is because um, this is all custom. So think of it like this: think of you go into a, a guy a guy's shop that makes like fucking custom uh, handcrafted violins, but he doesn't just like constantly pump them out right he has some in the shop but that's it he doesn't pump them out all the time and you come in and you go oh i want one uh that looks like this and i want it this color and blah 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 right do you think you're going to have to pay that guy before he starts it's a custom uh, crafted item yeah of course you will of course you have so, to pay him. right 
you don't go into a place, order something, and then they ship, they fucking pay for it and order it, and then, and then you can show up and go, ah, that's not what I wanted. See you later. It doesn't work that way. So, anyways, so we well, had the called, benefit of getting paid up front, but that's what that's kind of what fucked us. Was that um, all right? So for house jobs, by house jobs I mean people that walk in off the street. Um, we got paid up front, but for Lowe's, when we did jobs for Lowe's, they don't pay until the job is complete. And even once it's complete, I think they have like 30 days to actually pay us. So this is the perfect storm that we ran into. We, like I said before, we had that one job that was cabinets and countertops at the same time. And we had to friggin' fork out, I can't remember how much, but it was a lot of money for all of these cabinets uh, because they didn't take credit anymore. And um, so we forked over all the money. And we have this mountain of Lowe's jobs. Well, we have to order material for the Lowe's jobs. So we pay and pay and pay and pay and pay. And there's no money coming in because we're not going to get paid for all this material we ordered until we're done installing it. And we still have to focus on this guy's cabinets that he ordered. Oh, and by the way, his cabinets came in and they were screwed up, so we had to send them back. And so now we were sitting on our hands for that guy. So once the, the, the good cabinets came back that were okay, the shipment was good, we were late. So we had all this time that we could have been installing if they had sent them correctly the first time. And it, it just fucked us. Because we're out so much money. Yeah. And we don't have enough street traffic uh, making up. We have, dude, we have like, at, at one point we had like 20 Lowe's jobs at once. And for us, we're used to having like four or five. We had like 20. Which is good. That means business is booming. So the, the, that's the fucked up part of the story, is that, yes, business is booming right now. But because of this absolutely worst-case scenario actually happened, that fucked us. Wow. Yeah, Damn, that sucks. Yeah, that's okay, what I mean by this. It, it really burns me because of that. Go ahead. Start your own company. Take advantage of it. Fuck them. Well, um, it's to the point now I think uh, he he could hand us the company, but we don't have capital either. And right, on that's top what I'm of it, you'd be, you'd be fucked if you take out that company. Plus, you have to pay the bills to yeah. keep the lights on. No, we can't. We can't. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're mulling over ideas like uh, moving to another location, sell the property, because I'll tell you this. This is, the, this is where that little percentage of where I'm thinking, eh, maybe, maybe we make it out of this in a different way. Um, all right, so the property we're sitting on, right? Uh, I don't remember the last time we had it evaluated, but I'll tell you what happened since the last time we had it evaluated. On the block across the street, they built a hospital. Boom! That's a huge property up right there. Closer to the hospital right. equals very expensive property. All right? Um, I told you about Bojillos, the, the little place across the street that I worked, that fast food Mexican joint. Right. They sold because a bank is going right there. 
boom, once again, another hike in property value. How much of a hike? Well, I'll give you an example. The lot next to us, which is just grass, was sold for 225000 somewhere in there. And that person who bought it turned around and put it right back up for sale right when they found out that the bank was going across the street. Now it's going for almost a million dollars. Jesus. So That's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's really good. So I'm thinking that this property we're on is probably around the same thing. And plus, we actually have a building. It's not that good of a building. It's old as hell. I mean, the, the place used to be a, um, what, a tomato uh, fucking produce facility or something? Wow. Which how many is, square feet? I know. How weird is that? We're building fucking countertops in an old tomato produce building. Well, how many square feet do you have to work with? A lot. I don't know the exact number, but it's it's pretty big. Um, I would say... Okay, so... Yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah, so I'm I'm kind of in the same situation. The company that I work for is turning out some fucking money, but it's also turning out some fucking money. One, they're paying uh, all their workers tons of overtime because we can't seem to get anything done correctly. Not my fault. Uh, two... We just had a brand-new 50,000-square-foot building built, okay? So I'm getting a lab that's 1,100 feet. (laughs) Nice. I'm looking forward to that. That's great. Uh, Three, we just spent 750 grand on a fucking machine to make uh, a bunch of stuff for for, uh, ejection epoxy. So we got 56,000 cartridges of ejection epoxy going in every single Home Depot store in the United States of America. Two zero profit to no profit. No Why? Because the contract is not paying enough? No, because the machine that we had to buy in order to make this product, in order to ship it out in a timely manner. I get you. Uh, On top of the fact, we just got a new building built and we're set to move. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to make it through this one because my my problem is that the owner of the company that I work for seems to make some very shoot from the hip decisions, and that can tank your shit hey. real quick. That's dangerous, man. It's what is it with? I get that when you're in business, there are certain choices you have to make that are risky, but. But for some reason, it's like they get to a point where they think every decision they make uh, should have risk involved, right? Like, well, every, like every, I have to choose every, this. I have to choose to do something about this thing that I don't need because there's risk involved. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa! You're looking at that totally wrong. So back up. You don't even have to do that. But there's risk involved. I know. What are you talking? Why do you? It's like you want to run towards a fire. It's like a kid that wants to run into the street because a car's coming. And you're like, what is the matter with you? And they're like, what? <laughs> they don't get it. You know? Yep, I you don't have 40 to hours choose to do something because it's risky. Go ahead. Yeah, I see that 40, 50, 60 hours a week. It's amazing. It's amazing just the arrogance of... Uh, of these kind of business decisions, which which you're gonna you're gonna lose your customers over. You lose your customers, you lose your income. You lose your income, you lose your business. 
that, so yeah, and that's the just... other thing that started to slip for us as well was the customer base. Um, I, right about a month ago, I started getting an influx of feedback from customers who were not happy, and uh, you ask them, what, well, what happened? What is it that you're not happy about? You know, and, and to the point where they're telling me, and I'm, I'm more up front. I'm the guy they talked to at the first, and they're really happy with me because I'm very informative and friendly and helpful, and I make sure to get them what they want. Well, at the end of the line is the install guy. And I know him personally. He's a good guy. But he has a flaw. His flaw is he hates calling people on the phone. That's it. That's all it is. He hates calling people on the phone. He just doesn't like it. Okay, Okay. but how are you going to schedule an install without calling someone on the phone? Oh, yeah, I'll get correct. to it. That's that's correct. Yeah, so it's this whole, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, and he never gets to it. The customer gets pissed, and then he calls the day he's ready to go. It's like, dude, what the fuck? These people want an update. They they just want to know what's going on. They want to make sure, you know, everything's going according to plan. How hard is it to pick up the phone and go, yep, just let you know that this is what's going on, and uh, blah, 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 we'll be there this day. Oh, okay, and if they call back in between, you go, yep, nothing's changed. Talk to you later. <laughs> but they, he, don't, he won't even do that. He won't answer the phone, and he won't call them. Seems pretty good. And the weirdest people, right? thing is, is he's, he's really good at talking to these people, like freakishly good. I mean to the point I've heard him on the phone talking to these people who could be totally pissed, or even people who were pissed with me. And then when they go talk to him, they're, like, in love with him. And when I listen to him talk, you know what it sounds like he's talking to? It sounds like he's talking to a little five-year-old. Oh, my God. Like, I swear <laughs> to God. And, and people love it. People love that he treats them like they're little kids. He's like, all right, I'm just letting you know we're going to be on our way. It's going to be okay, all right? Okay. That's, like, fucking how he talks to them. And they love it. They eat it up. <laughs> it makes yeah, them feel that's, that's special. A, that's a social art, though. That's a social art where you can you can speak to somebody and you can just make them feel good. In fact, salesmen really, really excel at this, and mm-hmm. I I can't do it myself. Uh, for example, like like if I'm trying to solve a problem, but I need to get the owner of the company's approval in order for me to solve this problem in production or in process or anything like that. If I do not word myself in a way where I make it seem like it was the owner of the company's idea to begin with, I will not be approved. So I just stopped. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I just stopped trying to be innovative or anything like that in this company that I work for because I don't feel like playing games in order to solve problems. And I don't understand why, why – I don't understand how people can play these games and identify these social games. And, uh, well, I mean, we see it on the Internet all the time. Totally social engineer their victim mm-hmm. or, you know, whoever, whoever they're trying to interact with into uh, falling right into the plot that they're, that they're scheming. And uh, that, to me, seems like an extraordinary amount of effort, you know? Like, uh, well, fuck, um, like the Golden Shower Gate, just like Golden Shower Gate. Fucking right. CNN fell right in for the ploy, and they fucking, they they believed it. 
They believed because just because the CIA had the info and the CIA determined that we need to enter this in as official evidence. They chose to do that. That doesn't mean it's real. They chose to put it in as evidence. So CNN assumes that means it's real and it's the truth. No, that's not what the CIA does. They gather intel. It does not mean the intel is correct. Do you know how often they get it wrong? It's probably most of the time. And by most, oh, I just I'd mean agree. a majority. It might be 51%. I don't know. But I would believe. I would believe it's most of the time. I would agree. I would agree. Um, yeah, so that that's a whole weird thing. And uh, then there was reports that came out the same day that this dirty dossier has been floating around uh, Washington for the last couple of months. And Fox News has seen it, yeah. NBC, CBS. Everybody has seen it. And they decided not to report on it because they all looked at it and thought it was bullshit. So, yeah, cause good was. job, CNN. Good job. <laughs> uh, dude, and if you go right, look so. at, at 4chan to see where it started, it was like November. It was like November 1st. So, yeah, it's been a few months. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, you know, all right, so Trump is elected. He's going to be president of the United States in seven days. Fucking just... I don't understand why America just can't just be like, all right, you know what? This is the way it is. Let's just unite and then move forward together as a country. But no. Because of Hollywood. Uh, there's a propaganda There's a propaganda machine going on right now, and uh, it's, it's pretty divisive and scary. But it also means that whatever we've been doing for the last eight years, quietly, underground, plotting and how to escape this clutch of fucking tyranny that Obama put in, well, seems like everything worked. So yeah. let's just hope for a better future. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've said it a few times um, on Twitter and whatever. Look, I, I'm being an anarchist, I'm not like for any president. But at the same time, I'm not for bullshit. So when the news fucking is for bullshit, I'm going to call them on it. Even though it sounds like I'm, I'm so pro-Trump, dude. That fucking I love conservatism and blah, blah, blah. no, 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 no. I have problems with conservatives. I have problems with liberals. I have way more problems with liberals than conservatives. Does that matter? <laughs> I don't think it does. I don't think that matters. That I have more problems with liberals than I do with conservatives. My problem with conservatives is they claim to be for small government most of the time. And they fail to see the historical evidence that so far, no matter how small the government, a sociopath will come along and he will fuck you with it. He will take said government and proceed to fuck you with it. That's what uh, sociopaths do. That's they, right. they crave that power. So they will get it because guess what? Normal folk like to be left alone. Sociopaths. They want to fuck you with government. That's what they like to do. <laughs> just a friendly reminder, we're, we're one minute into overtime. <laughs> so I think it's just me and you. Uh, so yeah, oh, well, well, Most of our listeners are here. podcast anyways, dude. Oh, nice, nice. So I hate to get stupid political here anyways. Uh, <clears throat> let me clear my throat. <clears> throat> so I have 
I have a plan that uh, in 18 months, if I had any kind of power in the Treasury, uh, Treasury Department, in 18 months, I can get rid of the Federal Reserve and the IRS. 18 months, gone, done. No more income taxes. So I think that in today's climate of fear, I think that this is the perfect time in order to take our country back. Uh, first, we've got to change the money. Okay, so we instill fear, you know, all this Russian hacking stuff going on, which is, I think, is absolute complete bullshit. But let's let's go ahead and run with it, okay? Let's say that we run with the fear that uh, Russian hackers or Chinese hackers can default the market and completely tank the uh, the the buying power of of the Federal Reserve note, otherwise known as the United States dollar, the USD, and and we need to switch our money in order for us to be safe, in order to keep your family safe, in order to keep your money safe. So we're going to go ahead and issue United States dollars from the United States and not from the Federal Reserve in order for that safety to be reinsured to you, your family, your safety, and your country. And so you just completely build this um, campaign of fear, fear of uh, of losing everything if if you don't – if, if we don't get rid of the Federal Reserve note. And that's exactly what we're going to do because we're literally telling him the truth that the Federal Reserve note is subject to um, uh, a war. You know, it's, it's subject to the currency war. It's subject to being manipulated by foreign countries. But the United States dollar would not be. Right. So – well. Yeah, you're right. No, the yeah. Federal Reserve note, uh, just like what Trump claimed about China. Well, they're manipulating currency. That's what the Federal Reserve note's all about. That's, That's right. That's what it was always all about. So, and we're, you know, this country is pretty much, uh, we got a lot of uh, um, experience doing that. So, but, okay, so what you're saying is have the government print the money directly instead of having a private entity do it, which... Um, I mean, as an anarchist, I'm not for any of that because it's government. But of course, but as a stepping stone, uh, it's at least interesting enough in the fact that I want to see what the fuck the Rothschilds could even do if the government did that. They don't have a private army. No, or do they? No, they don't. Uh, they don't. I, I don't think about that the they UN. do. Maybe, I, I but would dude, the US fucking the, uh, even our own on. government started to defund them. Did you see that? Yes. The U.S. government is starting to defund. We're not. We're like, yeah, fuck that. We're not doing that shit. That's fucking retarded. And it is. It is. Here's a forum where we all go complain at each other for fucking hours, and then we don't do anything about it. Oh, except so, for lie. We do that. We do lie to each other in this room. This is the room of lies. We go in here and we're like, we're not going to overthrow Libya. We promise, Russia, said Hillary Clinton. And then fucking what happened? We came. We saw he died. And then fucking Putin saw that. And he was like, this fucking cunt right here is pissing me off. And liberals are like, yeah, we, we came. We saw he died. Killing people's awesome, dude. Because I'm liberal and she is, so I guess killing people is in. It's the fashion now. Right. I'm going to kill you, right. dude, because it's cool now. 
Absolutely. God damn. It's amazing. Um, so, uh, what else was I going to get at? Um, so yeah, yeah, after 18 months, there will be no more IRS, no more Federal Reserve, and, uh, anybody inside the United States of America, uh, any, any check that's issued paying a wage or a salary will not be taxed, period. That would be good. That would be good. Would be- and on top of that, there, you would pay no income tax and we would have no national debt. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, because um, if we just ignored the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and that, that whole ilk, if we just ignored them and we're like, yeah, we're not using that anymore, they would be fucked. What the hell could they do? <laughs> the world would be a better place. And, and yeah, the world would like, be a better no, place. That's such a that's such a taunting deal. You can't, you can't, you can't possibly, possibly get rid of the Federal Reserve and the IRS. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah. This is the United States of America. We have a Second Amendment. Fuck you, motherfuckers. I don't understand why people think land. it's so hard to get rid of something. Like, why is it so hard to get rid of something when it's so easy to create something? You just stop doing right. that thing. That's what you do. Stop doing that right there. You just stop it. Which that's what I say right, about government. I mean, when, when they say, we're going to have a government shutdown, and then they shut it down, and I'm like, yeah, I'm still here, dude. I'm, I'm doing good. I, this whole government shutdown is not affecting me at all. Let, let's just keep it shut down. Fuck that. <laughs> They're yeah, like, well, I we mean, only got rid of non-essential employees. And I'm like, you never told us you had non-essential employees. I think that's a little bit of important information for me paying my theft dollars, what they call tax dollars. Right, which the income tax is absolute robbery. I believe there's, there should be taxes. I mean, with any state, I think there should be taxes. If you sell something and make a profit on it, that profit should be taxed. But if you're this somebody where that's just working 40 hours a week, you should not be taxed. You should be out there using that tax money, buying shit from people that are selling shit in America, and that's going to pay for taxes. I mean, it's it's simple. You're not going to sit on money. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. It's just, uh, as an anarchist, I'm, again, I, I'm of the school of thought, like, I don't want to fund all of this bullshit at all. They're like, well, who's going to oh, build I got a roads? Usually Security. what people say. But I don't, did you see my video on who will build the roads? Uh, what roads? Any roads. Like, you know the old adage. This is what most uh, people say to anarchists when anarchists say, we don't need a government at all. The biggest thing that they always come back to is who will build the roads. So I made a video explaining where the roads come from and how easy it would be to not have a government at all and still build roads. Basically, it comes down to, do you know what pays for roads right now? Exactly. Uh, Federal, state, or county. I it it depends, no. dude. It's the that little nine on the pump at the gas station. That money oh. goes directly for roads. So let me tell huh. you this, buddy. Let me tell you this. If you're a gas company, if you're oil and gas, what the fuck do you think you need to keep going forever? 
for your oil and gas company to matter. I'm thinking you're going to need that thing that people drive on because they need to put fuel in the thing that they drive on it, right? So if you didn't have a government and you said to the gas people, you know, you're already taking the money. You're already taking the money from the people who are going to your place. Maybe keep the little nine, and you guys actually go into the market, the free market, because there's no government now in this little fantasy I'm building. (laughs) Go into the market, and now you actually find who's got the best price for the highest quality road instead of the government going, what's that, you got $45 muffins? I want that shit. Yeah, that's what you do. Okay, I see. Because the government overpays. For everything, and instead you you give it to them because guess what their incentive is going to be? Their incentive is going to be I want to keep the little nine as much of the little nine as possible because now that's more profit for me. So I want to spend as little of the little nine as possible. So I'll find whoever has the best price, but I don't want to piss off my customers because if they find out this road sponsored by BP, this road sponsored by Shell and it fucking has potholes and it isn't taken care of and it falls to pieces in no time, they're going to not buy my fucking gas. That's what they're going to do. So that's the solution to who will build the roads, at least the immediate solution. Obviously, as time goes by, if we come up with other solutions for vehicles that don't involve roads or don't involve gasoline, which is likely, um, someone else will pay for the roads. I mean, fuck, we had roads before there was fucking taxes paying for them. It's retarded. These people that think... We had roads before... We both always roads were from government. No, they were, never were until all of a sudden that they were. Yeah, that's Which true, but when it comes to governing, you just can't undo it, unfortunately. And being an American... That's this is This is what's the cool part about being an American, is that we can openly talk about this. You know what I mean? We can openly talk about different governmental functions and, and how things will be better in America or how we should just burn everything down or how we can build everything up. We can do that here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Try pulling this shit in fucking China. Man, we, we'd have our doors knocked down, fucking dragging our asses out of the houses and thrown in prison just for doing this yeah. podcast. So, this I mean, true. hey, that's that, we still got some beauty left. We do, and, and uh, uh, it's worth fighting for. And this is exactly the reason why, when people say, why don't you move to Somalia? I go, no, 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 because this is still the prime location for the most freedom. So if we're going to have more freedom, I think we should probably start where there is the most freedom. Uh, I could be wrong. There may be more freedom in other countries. I haven't been there. So I actually don't know. I'm no expert. I'm no fucking expert. I've never claimed to be an expert. And if anybody cites me on this show for talking out of my ass, right, it's your own fault for being like, I right. proved you wrong. Yeah, of course All you right. did. So there's you a running joke. Research, or you should be proud of yourself. There's a running joke with my Mexican friends that, uh, you know, oh, fuck Donald Trump. He's a racist, blah, blah, blah. He's going to be president now. And I tell him, hey, if you don't like it, go back to Africa. Anyways, anyways, I digress. Bo, thank you for having me on to your show. <laughs> I always love doing sidetrack. This is a this is about over. I'm gonna let you take it from here, man. 
Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I'll just say my adieus. Um, and we'll catch you hopefully on another episode in the future. Absolutely. All right, man. We'll catch you later. Okay. All right. So we're, I'm going to get cut off here in about 30 seconds or so. So I'll just wrap it up. To anybody listening on the podcast, thank you very much. Um, I, I don't get any money for this. So I get, this has always been a labor of love because um, normally I call Scott every weekend and uh, we just shoot the shit. That's where this show came from. So hopefully some of my ideas might plant some seeds and uh, – Take root in your own brains. That would be awesome. Anyways, um, we'll catch everybody next week. Same time, same channel. Um, Thanks for listening. Adios.